Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Sins of the Father, chapters 6 and 7. All right, Bry Guy, here we are. Hey. We're, we're in the, it, it's kind of the middle. Is it the middle of this uh, third season now? Probably yeah. so, right? Like we're, 6 we're, and 7? Uh, yeah, right? 6 and 7 of 14. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We're, we're smack dab in the middle. We're in that sweet spot. We are looking at the fathers and we're saying, hey, hey, you fathers, you keep, you keep sinning. It's uh yeah yeah it's it's a heck of a thing. Um, before we get started, right before right before we were gonna tape, like I, mm-hmm. when I pushed the record button. Um, uh, speaking of uh, uh, fictional uh, naval pilots, as as we do, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched uh I watched the Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon recently. Did oh, you see that? I've not seen it. I've heard interesting things about it. Though. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was you, pretty interesting. Do you leave it feeling bad for him, or kind of laughing at I, him? I didn't. Neither. Neither. I okay. just thought. I okay. just thought it was interesting. I I left. I guess uh, feeling like there was way more to Val Kilmer than I ever realized. Okay. You know. Interesting. You know, which yeah. I thought, which I thought was fine. It made me think. Boy, it's too bad he can't really talk anymore. Because right. I would like to do. I I would be interested to see like interviews. <laughs> <laughs> or, right. or like, or I was thinking, God, it would be kind of cool to talk to him about, like, you know, in the context of comic books and stuff, like talk about Batman. his Batman experience a little bit more. You know, it was, and it, and it was interesting the way they did it, where um, his uh, his son basically does the narration of the whole movie okay. as as his, as Val. So um, uh, that does was he sound like sounds him? very much like him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. I. I kind of wrote him off as just another crazy Hollywood guy because he stopped working, but it's because of a yeah. sickness, right? It's not he a... Had, he had uh, uh, throat cancer. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, uh. yeah. So, you know, he's got the, he, he's got the, the uh, whatchamacallit, the tube in his... Uh, oh, uh, the trachea. Tracheal, yeah. tra- the, the tracheotomy, yeah, yeah, the, sure. you know, the, that whole thing. So anyway, that's not uh, related to Spider-Man at all. That's fine. Well, you know, but Batman, Spider-Man. Batman, Spider-Man. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and who would win in a fight between the two of them? You ask Chat GPT, it doesn't give you a straight answer. It's no, uh, no it just it leaves all that stuff up for debate. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it never. It never wants to tell you uh, how it really feels. It never gets solved. Yeah, it really depends upon the the factors that you're putting. Have into you that, asked that so. thing any questions? Have you been on there? Have you no. have you done have messed around with it? All right, all right. It just yeah. no. What is it? Chat. What'd chat you GPT, the AI uh, uh, chat bot that is. Um, you know, just sweeping the internet, as it were. No, I guess right. I'm out of the loop. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's... We, let's 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 put a fork in it, or or put a uh, put a pin in it, and in go it. back to before the internet was even a thing. Yeah, 1996. It was kind of a thing. People were on their AOL just barely. CDs. Just yeah. barely. Yeah. Yep, if you knew if you knew about the CDs. internet in 1996, you were one of those weirdos who's on right. that internet. You know right. exactly. Is that you thing were... still around? Yeah. <laughs> flash in the pan like the, what is that little a with the circle around it what's that about is what you were saying in 1996 oh god yeah classic yeah. classic yeah so we're looking at uh what are we looking at here we're looking at uh sorry i went too far ahead we're looking at september 21 and 28 of 1996 were hmm. you at mm-hmm. uw oshkosh then jason or were you the next year yeah, it was the next year. That was uh, okay. I, I was. It was a uh, senior in high school. 
and I was a freshman at UW Fox Valley, just just starting my college career. Wow, wow. Yep, yep. And we looked at we looked at two episodes this week, Framed Mm -hmm. and The Man Without Fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 a it's a a good. I I put these four together as one episode. I'm glad we Mm -hmm. watched both. Oh, That's absolutely, to absolutely yeah. had to do it. And and speaking of you know uh, being in the middle of things, um, yeah, or or kind of just uh, dropping uh, in the middle of something. You got more uh, to say about Val Kilmer. <laughs> we've got. <laughs> That's exactly how we start this episode. Not on Val Kilmer, but just no. Uh, and and I, I when I sent you my notes, I was getting my uh, I was getting my uh, foreign languages crossed uh, with different film terms, but it's. It's Latin in medias res. I've not heard this term, but it this means is, in the middle, this in is, the scene. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, a, a starting the narrative in the in the midst of the story, right? And that's thrown what, into it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what we do here, which they don't often do with Spider Man. Like no, that's, usually if they do that, it's uh, because we it's a cliffhanger from the week before. And so, I said in my notes that this is the. 90% confusion in the first act. Like, mm, what the mm-hmm. heck? He's on trial? How did he get here? What happened? Did I miss an episode? And yeah, a plot yeah. device that we see in, in glimpses, like when we're doing origin stories, we see it. But like, mm-hmm. I would say at least episode six framed, the majority of it is told in flashback. Would you agree? There, yeah, there's a big, you're right. It's mostly that way. Um, be, and it's either, it's, it's kind of two big flashbacks, right? It's Peter's flashback to well, how did I get how'd here? I get here. Um, right. it's Fight Club. And <laughs> <laughs> this is where we came in, and yeah. then and then we get the the sort of uh, Daredevil origin story in the second half of the episode, right? That is still, that is still in episode too. one, right? I think yeah. Kingpins is not until the second part. Is that second part? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah. But anyway, I, yeah. I, it is it is very much a, a flashback and turns out I know you talked about the Matt Murdock flashback um, we get Daredevil introduced and given the story of turns out that Netflix series Jason mm-hmm. if if this Spider-Man series is close to the comic book mm-hmm. that Netflix series was very very close to the comic book I mean it's the it's like yeah, yeah. the same beats mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I could almost tell you the beats like I could with Spider-Man's origin so that that must really be that they're both mining from the source material quite well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that I think that over time this this show has has shown that for the most part they wherever possible they are sticking with the uh, sort of canonical origins of the characters, uh, mm-hmm. and they they definitely did a nice job here uh, with that. The one thing that I'm I think they may have taken a little bit of uh, taken liberties a little taken a, taken some liberties with was was connecting daredevil's dad to wilson fisk to the kingpin i don't know oh, oh, I, I don't right, know right, for, right. i don't know for sure that that is uh really how things went for daredevil and that's this is another character daredevil that's been around such a long time i think even longer than spider-man if i'm not mistaken mm. or, or very close yeah it's got to be uh, very close yeah, yeah 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 now now we're gonna have to look it up i'm on it i'm on it don't worry about yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> Daredevil was first introduced in 1964, so he's a year younger than Spider-Man. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Spidey was 62. 62, yeah. 
so a year and a half because yeah, this is yeah. like early 64 gotcha, gotcha. And he had his own okay. he had his own right. magazine right away mm-hmm. from april of 1964 so yeah okay so 1964 daredevil yeah so anyway the the thing is my my point there was just that it, it, he's been around such a long time right you know they could retcon his dad in connection with right. the, with fisk at, at different points i don't know uh exactly how that went but but for I don't know how you felt about it, but for me in this in this episode in particular, like I I was really kind of, and I'm not usually I know you really like the flashbacks. You like the you like the yeah, origin stories. I do. I do. That's not I, I, for me. It, it Those always feel like they kind of pump the brakes on the story that's being told. But for me, the Daredevil backstory, I found extremely compelling. And it really for me, it really gave the the character uh, loads of motivation and purpose for this uh, for this story, and and I would argue he was he's almost more compelling than Peter Parker in the yeah. in, in here. You know, like he's got he's got a lot of things to sort of uh, fight for. He's got a huge axe to grind with uh, Wilson Fisk, and we get to see him do it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed all of that backstory, and I thought maybe the sins of the father could be either Kingpin's father or Matt Murdock's father. Mm-hmm. And interesting that you brought up the connection between those two characters because mm-hmm. both of them created, through the acts of being fathers, a, a hero and a villain. So I thought that sure. was mm-hmm. a very interesting spin on the on the larger story that we're looking at here with the sins of the father. So Right, right. And I and it I mean it seems to me that, you know, they're they're definitely talking about plural fathers, right? And we're seeing yes. mm-hmm. we're seeing throughout the course of this season just sort of the it, all these different characters who are who are carrying this baggage that comes with their lineage. And so it I think this uh this two-parter was definitely like the most stark example of that and really, you know, it it's like if if this was if this was made for grown-ups and not kids, they probably wouldn't have like beaten your the, our heads over with it. And I'm jumping right. way ahead to, to right. like the end of the the end of the two-parter where Daredevil and Kingpin are fighting and they're like having mid-fight flashbacks just so just so that you, the audience, remembers. Remember, this is this this is just like when with his dad. This right, is exactly. just like that, you know. See, kids, it's mirroring what we talked about before. <laughs> right, right. Show and tell here. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Yeah, but it, but it, they it, it it's the best uh, done that they've had that they've uh, I think they have done with that theme uh, so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, and and great that it comes kind of mid season. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's kind right of right on we- time. Right when we were starting to think, why the heck is this called the sins of the fathers? I think mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. they kind of really answered that for us, and I think it's I think it kind of kicks the story into second gear now, and I hope it continues this way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that it you know n- no spoilers here. I, I I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but I don't think we've seen the last of Kingpin, right? Oh heck no! Really, really enjoyed this sort of I what I felt was like the closing of. Kingpin's first act in this Spider-Man series. Yeah, you put this in your notes. Yeah. Where he's like he's he's been operating in the shadows. Spider-Man didn't even know, you know, who the Kingpin was or or even really that the Kingpin existed. Like it it seems like it, it seems like to Spider-Man he was always just kind of fighting the baddie of the week. It, mm-hmm. it, other than other than that time that Hob which gets alluded to in this two-parter, that time that Hobgoblin yes. like took took kingpin's lair 
Spidey <laughs> Spidey was never even aware of like a sort of a big, you know, shadowy criminal organization, right? Like right. he and so having been exposed to that and having actually gone toe to toe with Kingpin, I I feel like it just kind of puts a new puts a new big bad on Spider-Man's radar and sort of a um, you know, a a a foe to really I, I he reckoned with yeah, yeah 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 and that he kind of knows what he's capable of and that he's pulling the strings more than he kind of realized i think spider-man mm-hmm. realizes all of that at the end of the second episode we watched for this week right yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and that 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 uh epilogue scene where peter has to make nice with wilson fisk in the limo that that also is just that's really good that's a good touch yeah. you know that that peter has to continue living sort of two lives and have two relationships with this guy who also has two lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it does bear mention that Kingpin has a son in this universe. Yeah. I don't know if we've seen that in any, now granted I've only seen daredevil, some of Punisher and, and now Hawkeye. I don't know if Kingpin appears anywhere else in the new Marvel universe, but mm-hmm. I feel like, it's not really ever mentioned in any other I've never, iteration except this. I've never seen a son with Kingpin yeah. before, and or even or even had it mentioned. Um, right. It, that so yeah, that was a little surprising to me. I, and that's another thing too, where it's like eh, you know, I'm sure he, I'm sure he has had uh, opportunity to procreate at some point in the larger yeah, Marvel yeah. universe. I just have never have never been familiar with that character. What was his name here? Was it Richard Fisk? Oh, is that what it was? Okay. In my in yeah, my right, notes, right. I in my notes, I had fun calling him Lil Fisky. <laughs> <laughs> Little Richie Fisk. <laughs> Lil Fisky. I mean, we get so many backstories in this episode, right? right? I think we, four. We get four. Yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously the Spider Man is not a backstory, but it's we get that flashback with Spider Man. We get the Daredevil. Uh, origin backstory we get the kingpin backstory uh, and, mm-hmm. and kind of origin story in episode two yeah we we get loads of this and the the thing was that wilson's dad was the one i think who who left him behind and and then later on when uh when lil fisky has has that opportunity in front of the judge to say something about his dad he keeps his mouth shut he doesn't he, he doesn't right he doesn't do it i think the i think the interesting bit about you know how that will come play out will be that you know obviously with with what we saw in the backstory of the kingpin wilson fisk had a dad who was who was never very successful as a criminal richard fisk has a dad who is the is kingpin, kingpin is kingpin yeah and you can't uh, get much more successful at crime than that and and, and obviously that that means he's a lot more powerful and so to, to to try to go up against him later on which it seems like that was i mean if they don't do that at some point that it would be criminal don't you think hey, i'm throwing pun. these puns around a You're lot just, yeah the dad jokes are flying yeah exactly they, they planted a lot of seeds here i don't know when you when you introduce a villain the way that they do and give this much backstory i don't think like you said earlier jason i don't think it can just be a villain of the week mm-hmm. and when we know mm-hmm. the sheer power physically and metaphorically that kingpin has yeah it would yeah. be a, it'd be a shame to waste it you know yeah yeah for sure for sure so yeah totally looking forward to that i hope that lil fisky gets a haircut in uh <laughs> yeah in prison because uh he, quite is, a mullet. he was rocking that 
uh, that '90s mullet with the and and he had the uh, something I was doing in 1996. Brian, he's doing that. Uh, oh, I've seen pictures. The 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 down the, the, middle, the middle part. part. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You had the floppy hair in the mid '90s. Yeah, Jason. yeah. Never an option for Brian. Oh. <laughs> the hairline wasn't much different in '96 as it is in 2022. It's just oh. that. Yeah, my girlfriend um, wouldn't let me cut my hair. Oh, she she encouraged this. Yeah, she really liked that long hair. Were you one of those guys where you'd be running on the, uh, you know, or whatever, and your hair would like flop? Like, was it was it that heavy that it would kind of be floppy? Oh yeah, it was floppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. If I yeah. wanted to, like, when I wanted to play basketball or something like that, I needed to have a hat on to hold hold the hair in place. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the nineties. Ugh, not a good choice. Not it a good choice. Not, but look at you now, Jason. Look, yeah, right. I mean. You know, if if I turn my head, I, I was doing this before we got on the call because I, you know, I can see my picture in the camera. I was like, you know, unless unless you're looking like straight on at the back of my head, you can't even really tell that it's getting super thin back at the back at the, uh, you know, in the in the back 40 there. Yeah, it's um, hey, I'm getting a, I'm, get, I'm getting a bit of a bald spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, good, you're good. Good for you, Jason. <laughs> Just saying. I feel really, I feel really bad for you. I'm not, I'm not looking for pity. I'm just saying. I'm like, well, you know, like I don't like that it's that it's getting so that yeah. it's getting so thin, but it's not that bad. It, you keep it, could it be, you keep it, be it high and, you keep it high and tight. Nobody will know. That's the secret. It's better than a comb over. <laughs> oh man. Um, are, welcome back to two mid forties men talking about hairlines, <laughs> aka Spider Man and his amazing fans. <laughs> Hey, you know who has a great hairline, though, Jason? Who's that? K- Kingpin. I mean, <laughs> if I looked as good as he did with a bald head, I would not be having this conversation oh, with you. Oh, boy. I'd, I'd, I'd embrace it, right? He, um, He's he's bald from a very early age. Yes, this, I noticed the, that. Like flashbacks. Like, I think, yeah, when he was a kid, like, did he just have like a little bit of like a five o'clock shadow on the crown? Well, it, when he, when they put him, they, they, they drew a scene of him as a very little kid, you know, this, this, this chunky little kid uh, right. who, who, sw- who was sweating a lot. They, yes. They drew a lot of sweat on that kid. <laughs> yes. But he had he had hair, but it was all slicked back. It was That's just slicked was. back over the, over the top of his head. Right. And then when he was what you had to assume would be teenager or in his early 20s, question mark, then he was bald. <laughs> right. Then he was bald. Right. right. And, it, and, and his, dad, his same... dad still had like a big quaff under his fedora. But that's right. But yeah. Wilson was bald. Yeah. From a very young Q-ball. age. Yeah. 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 I just. Yeah. Do you think it's a shaving the head or a l- loss of hair? Boy. I think it's a loss of hair because. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be I right. They'd, they'd animate it to kind of look like like stubble. Yeah. If, you'd, if, you'd if think, they were shaving right? it. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. make more sense. Hair in this universe in general is strange. I still mm-hmm. can't get over. I know he's not in this episode. Harry Osborne's weird like stripy hair. Oh, yeah. Like, he that's, that's he was strange. in episode two very briefly. That's right. He was. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, Harry Osborne's hair is oddly exactly like Norman's hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's that's the dominant trait in the Osborne clan is the stripy hair. The stripy hair, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. We haven't mentioned Chameleon. He comes back in episode one of this two part story. He does. He does. And there, he's right. He's in the in it right at the beginning. I. I I mentioned, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of things, but even the very beginning, so we after Spider-Man is, uh, I'm sorry, Peter Parker is sent to jail without bail 
there is a huge uh like uh uh car chase and there's a helicopter assault and he's there there's it's an action packed opening yeah uh, and right I, away I, I i'm sitting there watching it brian correct me if you, if you can think of another time i was like i can't remember this much action in the like in one you know scene in this show since the space shuttle crashed on the on the oh yeah on the brooklyn bridge in the first season in first season yeah not only a lot of action but just a lot of stakes right away like Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. is spider-man on trial could he go to jail what did he do yeah yeah what is he framed for why yeah i i agree action and like a better word suspense right away and in that scene is where we first see the chameleon did you know it was the chameleon right away because i did because because of the belt the belt the, the belt. belt gave it away yeah but it yeah. did trick me a couple of times later in episode two of this where uh it's mary jane's aunt i didn't notice that oh right okay away. okay that mm-hmm. one did that mm-hmm. one get you or did you No, know? i knew it was chameleon yeah just gotta I watch the belt I, you if gotta... you're ever yeah. If you're ever confused in this universe, just look at someone's mm-hmm. crotch. Mm-hmm. Well, know. and the thing was the thing was she was all she was suddenly really nice to Peter when we, oh, had, yeah. we had she had been super angry like uh moments before. And it was like, mm, <laughs> look at let, let's check that belt real quick. Someone's chameleoning. Real quick, let's look at that belt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when I say the name uh Majel Barrett, does that mean anything to you? No, you put this in your notes, and I wanted to ask you. You put and you you put it like I should know. Like ah, yes, that's Majel Barrett. I don't Ma- know who that Majel is. <laughs> Barrett, Majel Barrett, uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife, oh. um, who played uh, Nurse Chapel on the original uh, Star Wars or Star Wars, Star Tra- the original oh, Star Trek series. <laughs> yeah. Um in in I the in the that. original pilot, she was she played number one, like the first like the first officer. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the original pilot, and then uh, she was she was also famously the voice of all the Federation starship computers in the 24th century of of like Next Generation and so on. And really, she also okay. played Counselor Troy's mother in Next Generation. So Ma- Major work- Major Barrett, pretty pretty big, like like a, a should go on the the Mount Rushmore of Star Trek. Well, certainly that, but like on the high-end big big voice bookings of this series you know along with your along with your george takes and your um uh camels yeah and all those guys yeah mm-hmm. so did you recognize her voice you just couldn't place it from what well no i it? i heard it right away it made me wonder because i and i didn't have time to go back and look i was like did somebody else voice anna watson in the earlier episodes because i would have i would have recognized major barrett's voice right away right. i mean i'm such a you know, I'm such a Star Trek nerd. Her voice, her voice being the voice of those computers for such a long time, really makes it just unforgettable if you're a, if you're a Star Trek person. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I, I I did not notice that because I I've not I've not taken a look at any Star Trek yet. Just the Abrams movies, which I know is not a good a good <laughs> representation. So that's that. <laughs> and Wrath of Khan. Speaking of UW Oshkosh, I borrowed that from you back in our UW Oshkosh. Oh days. yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. still my favorite Star Trek movie, and it should be. It's everybody's. You know, it's great. It's, it's very good. Very yeah. good movie. Anyway, so she, yeah, she was really angry at Peter Parker. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember how we got on the uh, on the Anna Watson chameleon. thing, other than Chameleon. Yeah, um, right. I just wanted to mention that he was in it. And I think we both had it in our notes. Was the whole point of Chameleon just to kind of trick peter right just for the switcheroo at the end basically is what you put in your notes it's like it's like there were i i guess 
and now that I think about it, there were two points where chameleon was really important, right? You needed, you wanted, or you wanted, Kingpin wanted chameleon <laughs> to be Spider-Man during the uh, Peter Parker jailbreak. Right. So that, so that they would think spider, so that they basically, they could take down Spider-Man and Peter Parker in one shot. Right. And then you needed the chameleon to be Kingpin at the end so that when Peter and Daredevil caught Kingpin, oh, they whoops, thought, it's the chameleon. You right. Know? They yeah. thought it was the, the Kingpin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess, I, I guess he served two bookend purposes. But other than that, like, did, did we forget chameleon being uh sort of in the, in the, influence under the influence of kingpin in earlier time yeah. i guess kingpin put together so. that insidious six now that i think about it right and he so was that was that, so he, he was, was in that, that, six. that but was didn't, a thing. did they did he get locked away at the end of that yeah i don't remember yeah i don't remember yeah i guess you know this this series this specific we call it spidey 94 mm-hmm. is i'm learning very much tied together that they've been planting some seeds mm-hmm. from the beginning even in season one that we're still seeing yeah, now, yeah. Which I, it took me a while to get, and I'm still getting used to because of the other stuff we watch for this project. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, another thing that happens uh, kind of in the epilogue here is that I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I think it was after, I think it was after, it might have been the first episode of this show, Kingpin finally sent Alistair Smythe packing after this one. Yes. Did, you, did you notice yes. that? He was like, Smythe... Yeah. Take a hike. In it wasn't it in the first episode that Daddy Smythe created the spider the first spider slayer. Spider slayer. Yes. Yeah. And and he was he like the building he was in exploded but yeah, they that's but he right. but his but but he disappeared. He didn't he he wasn't confirmed dead. Right. And I think I said after that first episode, well, you know Not he's going to be back. Seen. Right. Right. And, and now all this time later. Yeah. Yeah, two this time, seasons, Brian. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And not to give anything away, it looks like he plays a big part in the next episode we're about to watch. So, right, right, because there, we're there's more, there's more ultimate slaying. slaying happening, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's uh, that should be interesting. But I, yeah, I, I, I do kind of enjoy how these things have come together, and the the thing that I loved the best about this two parter was. Uh, this sort of uh, uh, sort of semi climax of uh, of the of the kingpin storyline, you know, yeah, kind of absolutely, um, or or at least like entering a whole new chapter, which was which was really well done, and having the daredevil having the daredevil in there on that seems uh, just perfect. Yeah, um, who who voiced uh, uh, daredevil in this? We gotta you know, I gotta look at that because I, I recognized his too. voice. Now, do you think it's the same? character or same actor being matt murdoch and daredevil because it they sound absolutely remarkably is they, they you thought they sounded different i yeah. thought they sounded exactly the no, same no, <laughs> matt murdoch is matt murdoch is here and daredevil is down here oh he i disagree like a, i disagree so? no okay. no okay. they sounded I, the same okay i was like they, why how does peter not hear the same voice coming out of his mouth well and and you see 90 percent of his face right. <laughs> which doesn't help either <laughs> <laughs> but it's dark, Brian. It's nighttime. It's so dark. It's very dark. Oh, exactly. God. Yeah. Yep. Do you have and it there? Who did his who did his no, voice? I don't. I'm gonna have to look this up. Voiced by uh, Jason. Mm-hmm. It is Frank Welker. 
Frank Welker again. All yeah. right, there he is. Isn't that there something? Is. See, I, I do himself. I yeah. knew I recognized the voice. I I, wow. I knew it. Yeah. I was like, ah, I know this. Vo- I know this voice, and I I had a feeling it was gonna come up, and I I would kind of kick myself. Yeah. I'm pretty well, sure Frank he Welker was, again. I think, pretty sure he was both Fred and Scooby Doo at mm-hmm. one point. And, yeah. uh, and still Curious George. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. On the, Wait a minute. On the PBS Curious George cartoon. Yeah. Curious George talks now? Well, or does no, he just go like, ooh, ooh, Yeah, he just makes the monkey sounds. But Frank okay. Frank Welker makes all those monkey sounds. <laughs> and yeah, and I, George, George is very good at almost saying words, but not okay. quite. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad he's still working because, he's, you know, he, he's, he's a national treasure. He really is. 76 years old. Mm-hmm. He can still do it. Mm-hmm. Let him let him keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let him on the show sometime, Jason. We'll have to have his people call our people. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, boy, I, I didn't have I didn't have a lot of uh, uh, issues or problems uh, with this at all. Obviously, no. It was it was really fun to watch and really well done. And I'm hard pressed to find things about it that I didn't like. There were some things that I noticed that aren't necessarily flaws, but I wanted to talk about just for you know comedy's sake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Standards and Practices uh, has a big problem with punching. Bigger problem with bullets. Yeah, yeah. Laser guns, A-OK. Lasers, so many lasers in this. So yeah, many... I never, even the cops have lasers. <laughs> cops have lasers. And did you notice in the climactic scene at, at Crime Central, the cops had one color laser and the bad guys had another right. color laser so you could tell whose laser was right. Like Star Wars. Exactly, like the lightsabers <laughs> in Star Wars, right. And speaking of Star Wars, I think I heard a very distinctive pew-pew sound when they were shooting. <laughs> I didn't hear a bang-bang. I heard no. a pew-pew. No, they, were, they definitely pewed. <laughs> <laughs> there was much pewing oh, thrown gosh. about. Yeah, it's just it's interesting because there's no real mention that any of this takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. They don't, I mean, they do a yeah, little bit of yeah. space travel, so I guess that's a little futuristic. But like, right. it, to plop in like that kind of tech that, in even in 2023 has still not yet been invented I know. I, unless they just really were like kids love laser take let's just throw that in there <laughs> we can't shoot bullets kids love lasers so let's just yeah exactly let's just do and, lasers yeah 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 and you can't really explain what they do other than make a cool sound so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's perfect the, the only other thing that i wanted to bring out was you mentioned that big fight between daredevil and kingpin yeah i think i would i would go i would argue that that scene has the most comic book sounding dialogue of the spidey 94 series so far uh-huh. it's like i could even picture the bubbles in my head and like what words they would bold uh-huh, like uh-huh. kingpin said and this is not an exaggeration well you'd have to be a real daredevil bold that word to fight me <laughs> Right. Like I, I pictured myself reading that with like a flashlight under the sheets as, as, as like an eight year old going, ah, I see what he did there. I see what he did there. Daredevil. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got me, Kingpin. Oh man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those those kinds of details are again not flaws, not bad. Just yeah. Things that I noticed, and I think this might be my my favorite so far, for for sure of season three. Yeah, it's certainly up there with this whole series that we've watched of Spidey ninety four. I am a I am a big sucker for uh, the the Daredevil character, and I I I liked Daredevil a lot even prior to uh, when we had the uh, the Netflix series uh, yeah, with, you the, love with the Defenders. Uh, no, 
It was the worst moment for Daredevil. <laughs> the worst yeah. moment for Daredevil oh. in history. Yeah, yeah, oh, pretty bad. So pretty sad, bad. Brian. I know. So bad. I know. Speaking of uh, speaking of Val Kilmer and just uh, you know unfortunate turns as superheroes, they'll if if they ever make if Ben Affleck ever makes a documentary about his life, I will not watch it. <laughs> I, I remember in the last podcast we did, you mentioned many times how much you disliked Ben Affleck. Oh and yeah, then, yeah. And then I, I got like a, a a news feed, you know, like notification on my phone that he was playing Batman, and you were the first person I thought of, Jason. Like, <laughs> I, ha- I had to, I got, I had to pull over and be like, Jason, I want to ruin my good friend Jason's day. <laughs> Oh God, I do. T- I do take solace in the fact that I think he was the worst Batman of all the Batmans. Yeah, I mean, we were talking been. about Val Kilmer. He's yeah. probably a forgotten Batman. He's no matter. You'd rather only... you'd rather be a forgotten Batman than a demonstrably terrible Batman. Do you think Ben Affleck was worse than George Clooney? Hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> here's and here's why. Here's why. Because you hate Ben Affleck. No, because Clooney because Clooney had nothing to work with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Clooney, Clooney was in easily the worst Batman movie yes. ever conceived. Right. You know, right? You can't and, argue that. And yeah. he, and and he still, you know, he's he still wasn't a complete fool. Right. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck had some good had some good writing and some excellent special effects behind him. Right. He still right. managed to come off like a complete tool. Right. Yeah. You yeah. never, you never once forgot that it was Ben Affleck. No, no, he would never yeah. let you. <laughs> I think even if you met him in real life, he wouldn't. He'd be like, "I'm Ben Affleck. I'm Ben Affleck. I know. I know. I'm trying to buy groceries, sir." Oh gosh. Yeah. No, yeah. but I've I've loved Daredevil uh, even for a long time. Like he's always been kind of a, a favorite character. Okay. I, I think because he's got that he's got that great backstory. You know, I love that. He, like in in addition to the sort of that Batman shtick of you know being a quote-unquote regular guy who's a superhero he, he's he's a disabled superhero yeah and he still exactly. kicks people's asses it's right. just it's just super cool it's, you know it's really cool and i love all the stuff i mean i'm a sucker for the kind of gadgetry of like him seeing things we can't see mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though we can't we have our full vision yeah yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and, and all the other ways he picks up on stuff i'm a sucker for that when yeah, you see yeah. like Oh, he! I hear her heart beating faster, or mm-hmm. I sense that there's more sweat, or something like that's really cool. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, so it was it was very easy for me to get sucked into this uh, into this story to begin with, and mm-hmm. then when I feel like they they really didn't make any mistakes, uh, I I felt really good about that. Uh, yeah, as well. Same. So, you know, one thing we didn't mention at all, like one of the other kind of details here. And it, it's something that, again, not necessarily a problem, just something that you, maybe you need to think about a little bit more. The crooked federal investigator, Choi. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Who is apparently... Working for Kingpin, right? Was working for Kingpin, which, you know, in if you reflect back then on that first episode, you can say, well, that's why she really must have had it in for 
Peter Parker because they were they were throwing him under the bus anyway. Right. With this with this woman who was working the for them. CDs. But yeah. the, but then they also talk about how they were worried that the feds were on to them. And it's like, but you had the feds in your pocket. So I was I, I was confused about that. Did that throw you at all? Or did you think yeah. about that at all? OK, yeah, I thought it was a strange. This is Susan Choi, right? Right. That, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a strange, not bad, but just kind of felt a little quick the way mm-hmm. it was all wrapped up and mm-hmm. convenient <laughs> yeah like just yeah. a good way for the writers to get themselves out of the corner is that how you kind of felt too yeah yeah a little yeah. bit a little bit um also funny speaking of that character funny that at the at the very end uh it's it's in the scene where kingpin is throwing Smythe out on his butt for the last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. he's he's kind of uh, wilson is kind of reclining at his desk because he's like well everything worked out for me but he, but I know these you know something will come home to roost and he's looking at like a framed picture on his desk. Did you do you did you notice this? No. He's looking at it. He's looking at. He picks up a picture off his desk. It's his son and Susan Joy. <laughs> like what? Okay. Like because both of them went to jail. But it's right. Like, but it's like the, it, it's almost like. When did they like, pose for a picture together? <laughs> it's almost like. They were in the they were in the limo before the cops were gonna pick him up and and Wilson is like let's quick stop at Sears <laughs> while let's I have just, you together let's just I do know some I'm portraits. not gonna see you for a while let's just yeah put your hand like on his shoulder good good they and, did the yeah. pose and everything you gotta yeah. go back and look for it it was I'll very, have to. it was very funny yeah pictures in this universe are strange too I still think about um <laughs> Morbius Morbius yeah, yeah. Oh, his God. glamour shot yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. I'll have to look for that. I did not notice that. The other thing that I had that I had a little bit of an issue with was just the way that they kind of had to speed through uh, the legal proceedings uh, for Peter Parker. Because in the at the very beginning, Peter is standing before that judge. He is not. They, they, they talk about it. He's they, Murdoch is like. Uh, my client is innocent, and the and the judge is like, "Well, that's for a jury to decide." Oh, you're going uh, no bail, <laughs> and that so so this is this is pre-trial. This is a pre-trial right. bail hearing that right. that we're that we're seeing. And then in episode two, Murdoch is talking to him about how well this this evidence that you that you dug up from uh, Fisktronics uh, to clear Peter Parker, this will overturn your conviction. <laughs> right, he's just cleared of everything. He's just- Yep, mistrial. Yep. Right, right. There, I don't know when the trial happened, but apparently it was while Peter was sleeping. Cause right. He he didn't he never went back to that courtroom. Yeah. Um. So. So what did he have to worry about? Uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So that that yeah. was that made he me go. Wrap up really what? Yeah. Well, and especially because the whole this whole two episode arc seemed to predicate on the trial. So I thought there'd mm-hmm. be. And Matt Murdock is a lawyer. He just insert him right in there. And have right. Him, right. You know, I'm not asking for a John Grisham novel here, but have like some <laughs> right. good, some good courtroom drama. Sure. Right. Sure. That would be lovely. Yeah. That would be but lovely. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe we'll get more. Do you think we'll get more Daredevil in this I hope so. universe? I hope so. Really like him. If yeah, we I mean, get more, a... if we get more Kingpin, I hope we get more Daredevil. Yeah. Those... I hope, I, I really hope that they kind of come part and parcel together now. And I, it's amazing I, the parallels now, like mm-hmm. with the Netflix show. Like I feel like they're just kind of the yin, the yin to the yang, Daredevil Kingpin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think they make a really good package deal. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'd be willing to bet won't be the last we see of Kingpin, but mm-hmm. I hope that that means Daredevil too, because I, yeah, I like the yeah. way he's now that I know who voices him and the way he was animated. He looks like the comic books too, didn't you think? 
the mm-hmm. way they animated mm-hmm. him with the red cowl and the for sure for sure he looked great and everything he yeah. looked great yeah. yeah yeah it was awesome it was awesome yeah the only other thing i definitely want to mention and it's just it was just one line in okay. episode one <laughs> okay but i thought it was i thought it was a huge line so lil fisky is doing his bond <laughs> villain exit where, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. where he's like, uh, Peter Parker, you will never escape from this chamber, and so now I can walk away. I expect you to die. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's getting on a helicopter with Chameleon, and he's, uh, he says, I, I'll paraphrase a little bit, but he's like, boy, it's ironic that Peter Parker is going to take the fall for this. He's addressing Chameleon in this sentence. It's ironic that Peter Parker is going to take the fall for this, considering what you told us recently about his parents and you and yeah yeah it's if you're not paying attention it's only one line but i went we're gonna learn about peter's parents in this yeah yeah it's awesome and somebody knows something about his parents more than the audience knows and and if there were if if it's ironic that peter is also you know or or not also but ironic that peter's Getting to, you know, going up for uh, uh, before a federal uh, uh, jury here, <laughs> there must have been some sins committed by Peter's father, right? That's very true. And uh, very and so true. Oh, I'm man. I'm very much looking forward to seeing where that goes. That to I, me to me that was aside from uh, aside from the great Spidey and Daredevil story that was told here. That was the thing that where that I am most looking forward to uh, to come in this season. I don't think we've seen besides the Andrew Garfield, which was still just kind of a hint. Mm-hmm, we haven't mm-hmm. seen in any universe any mention or backstory of his parents. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that anywhere. Mm. So, wow, really looking catch. forward to that, Brian. Good yeah. catch. Yeah, now I am too. Thank you. And now mm-hmm. I have to like close out of tabs here so I don't read ahead. So. <laughs> to fight those urges jason yeah oh gosh uh anything anything else that we missed uh in the in the course of this um, mary jane kind of underused right i mean there's she's in it but i don't really think she needed to be but i wish she would have been used more i guess so i i she it did feel like she was kind of forced in there i wonder if this was like a late add in to this for future episodes because she was at the bail hearing. She was clearly crushed by what was going on. She had like tears as yeah. they're hauling Peter out. She's, she's very upset at the hospital with aunt May. She's angry at her aunt Anna for yeah. bad mouthing Peter. Being so mean. And so I, I feel like they must've just wanted us to, to see MJ kind of being really conflicted about her feelings. She also plants that kiss on Peter in the broom closet. That's and, right. And and kind of immediately asks for forgiveness because she's with Harry. And right. and Peter's like, yeah, I know you're with Harry. But he's also going, yeah, you're with Harry yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Now you got some of that Peter kiss. You'll You'll be back. You'll be back. Harry who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, that, it seems like that was the biggest reason to have her in this, was just to right. sort of have these scenes to look back to later on. And I think you're absolutely right. I yeah, think they will yeah. be looked back on, and I, I, I hope that I'm right. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there needs to be more conflict, and we need more of the love triangle stuff between Harry, Mary Jane, and and Peter. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, overall, I gave this near perfection. I gave it a four and a half. I think that's a very, very good mark. Me too. Highest rated one so far for me. The only reason I didn't go five is 
because I, I think we need to save that for like the, what episode would you tell someone is, is the best? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this mm-hmm. was the best mm-hmm. could revisit, but four and a half is, is still high marks from both of us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Loved it. And, and like we said, kind of another shoe drop in here. We saw Alistair Smythe get tossed out on his butt uh, at the end of this uh, two-parter, and he's going to come back right away again in the next one. So that's uh, yeah. that's what's up next on the docket, pal. That's right, and I can't wait to find out more about this Ultimate Slayer. Mm, beautiful. Uh, we'll talk with you then. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Instagram at Spidey's Amazing Fans. You can reach us by email, SpideyFansPodcast at gmail.com. Our cover art was created by Rob Momarts. Follow him on Instagram to see his latest work. Guests of Spider-Man and his amazing fans stay at the beautiful downtown Empire State Hotel, overlooking the Empire State University. Remember, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend. <laughs>